0: Away for Richards, back to that is as as Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Supercoach Tragics Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, back from a week rest with my illness. Um, ready to go. Uh, with me today, I'm joined by three experts. Uh, firstly, Glenn, how are you, mate?
1: Yeah, good, mate. I think you're using the word experts a little loosely there, brother. But I'm I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I
0: heard you all laugh at me when I saw self-proclaimed experts last time, so I thought I'd try to be a bit nicer this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, how, how'd you go last week, mate?
1: Ah, uh, mate, I had a Barry Crocker shocker. I got 861. I had Brandon Smith go down, James and Newell Brain go down, Russell go down. It was just a nightmare, but I still managed to scrape 861 and apparently 30k ranked higher than all of you guys so i have to not complain
0: no thanks for the spoiler alert mate i think the <laughs> uh all good uh next up we have broad mate how was, how was your week mate
2: yeah no i had a, had a good week uh won a cricket grand final <laughs> um i don't know what else happened uh super coach starts this week yeah <laughs>
0: yeah this week yeah.
2: yeah yeah sweet yeah yeah my team's looking good for this week
0: so <laughs> Uh, awesome, and uh, finally, uh, last but not least, we have Chris. Welcome back, Chris.
3: Thanks, mate.
0: Uh Yep, I'm going pretty
3: shit in the SuperCoach stakes. At about uh, had an eight oh seven score last week with uh, I think probably half of the side scoring under uh, around under thirty. So <laughs> going well, but it is the season of the ambush for the Broncos. So look out.
0: Yeah, that's it. I- Um, Normally they're the matchup you look for But uh, I think I'll be dodging that Uh, You watch this week, I'll come back to reality (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, with my score this week Was worse than probably most of yours Except for one person uh, here, is broad uh, Beating by a massive one point i got 795 uh, Ranked around the 87,000 mark Which is just terrible But uh, I'm still pretty confident I like my team still Um, A lot of my guns didn't fire But Yeah, I'm sticking with it. I'm not making any trades this week, personally. I'm going to keep going. I'm sticking strong with it. Uh, We'll start off. uh, uh, Shout out the Supercoach360 website. Jump on there, guys. Supercoach360.com. A lot of good articles on there. A lot of uh, um, great uh, content being put out by a lot of uh, different people out there, which is great. um, I know Glenn puts a lot of stuff out there, and I know Ross and Tim put a lot of stuff out there. Um, Yeah, just jump on. Have a look, guys. It's uh, got some good stuff on there. We'll start off with the the news, plenty of news out there. I think there's a few injuries out there. Glenn, how'd you go with finding that, mate?
1: I did, mate. I'll just quickly jump through that. So we have a bit of an injury ward this week. So we've got Sean Russell, who's gone down from the Eels indefinitely. Um, Leota from the Panthers with a shoulder. Um, Sean Johnson's gone out with a pec strain. DWZ with a broken thumb. And Villiani Ballet, eh, have you say, is three weeks with an MCL. Uh, Brandon Smith went down five weeks with a broken hand. Christian Welsh with an Achilles. He's out for the season. George Jennings is also out for the season. And uh, sorry, I think his was the Achilles. Anyway, they're both out for the season. So that's sad. Uh, Josh Hodson, minor knee complaint. He should be back in two weeks. Snyder, young Snyder, the half, he's out with COVID. Uh, Rapana um, turns round three and Fogarty round 16. Uh, Flegler's about to return round four. Uh, Testing you comes back in. Um, Tavita Pangai Jr. Hammy to be cleared and RFM foot indefinitely. Uh, Sharks McInnes is looking. He was named in the extended squad, so the possibility that he could even jump into that starting 17. Um, who else have I got here? AJ Brimson is about to come in. Walker returns. Schuster, round six. Daniel Safiti, two and three. And I think that's all of them, mate. I've got Beryl's thumb and... Little four to six and a Power from the tigers uh, around eight to 14 for Dewey.
2: So, croker's got, a, croker's got a slip disc in his back now. Who has so not only uh, so he'll be out for, for a fair while.
1: Who was that, mate? Croker, oh yeah, Jared Croker, yep.
2: And um, AJ looking to be fullback this week
0: with the Titans fullback looking to pull out so. Yeah, I think um, that means um, a lot of people jumping on Will Smith this week. They actually um, might might be getting lucky, I think, because I think that was a weird trade, actually. He was the, one of the biggest trade-ins this week, and I think uh, they're all going to get pretty lucky now. They're going to get a couple more games. I think it's two more games we will probably get there. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give everyone advice now. Don't bring in Will Smith. You might get a couple of good games out of him, but it's just a massive trap. Um All right, guys, we're going to do something a bit different today. Instead of going through team lists like every other podcast, um, you've already heard them all, so we're not going to go through that. We're going to go through each position and discuss all the options out there that we can look at, um, how they went on the weekend. And obviously, everyone's got a few problems with their team, me especially. So we're going to go through every position and see what we can do to try to uh, maybe remedy some of those issues. Um, We'll start off with Hooker. Hooker. Chris, uh, what do you think are the best hookers um, to go for this week, mate? If you've got, say, someone like me and you're an idiot and you've got Nick Arima, uh, what would you do, mate?
3: Yeah, that was actually a move I was, I was contemplating for a, a long time during the preseason, Nico at hooker. But um, unfortunately, when I, when I heard, or well, fortunately, I guess, when I heard that uh, Connor Watson was going to be taking over the hooking role for about five or six weeks, I, I jumped on him. So managed to dodge that bullet, but uh, not by much. Because I, I thought he was a genuine option there with that draw, but um, yeah, Hooker's a bit of a—it's a bit of a strange position this year, I figure, because um, you've got people like Reed Marnie, um, who could probably go well. Didn't go so well in the first round, but it was a very strange game—a lot of side-to-side football, a lot of points scored in the first half, so not a not not a great deal of tackles made in the middle. So it's kind of hard to judge him on that one performance. Whereas if he if there are, are closer games, I think he will have some pretty big base, and he'll probably put a few forwards over for tries. So don't, definitely don't sleep on him. He's a he's a pretty good option, and probably looking likely to play eighty most of the season. So um, yeah. Other than that, uh, Cook looked okay. He didn't do a great deal, but it, it looked like he had a bit more weight on his shoulders this year with um, Reynolds not being around. So he might be he might be another option. Uh, but other than that, it's just wait wait and see for me to see what happens with Grant. Um, I just want to see how they use him. Is he going to play 80? So it's, it's all a bit of a mystery to me.
0: Yeah, I think uh, with Wishart on the bench there, it's a bit of a worry. We're not sure what's going to happen there. So I think for me personally, it's a wait and see. But a lot of people out there um, actually got him up and played Randall and held him on the bench for round one. Um, Broad, so um, that you're one of those guys, mate. Um, so you don't have to worry about Hooker at the moment. But uh uh, what, what do you think, anyway, of other positions, other hookers uh, that you might be viable options? Mate, grants my VC this week, so hmm. can't do worse than my last week. Captain,
2: it's got to be better. Um, well, what is it? Nearly ten thousand people have jumped on Appy, so obviously <laughs> they they like what they saw in the one game. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. Appy wouldn't be in the top three that I would. Uh, choose. Uh hopefully they're going for, for cash and looking for a quick buck. Um but yeah, look if I didn't known Grant, I'd be in the same position as you guys. I'll be looking at Cook or Grant in the next couple of weeks and then seeing which one to jump on. So
0: Yeah, well you uh, got a ninety one last week. Um a lot of taking stats there and also in sixty seven minutes, which I think will be the norm for him. So um I don't I don't see him getting ninety one every week in sixty seven minutes um so yeah I'll, I'll stay away from that as well it's a very quick cash grab um i think people are just chasing last week's points there uh glenn may um any other options there you can show us mate
1: well just to give a little plug here i just wrote an article today which will come up on the SuperCoach 360 page hopefully in the next 24 hours called mr fix it and i wrote quite a bit about um apoi corousel cook grant and um i wrote about Api with a bit of disdain i think that that's a, a people are looking at the attacking stats and look, I get it. His price range is good. He should probably make some money and he's in a ceiling side. They're the pluses. I think the minutes were a little obscure. We're not sure with, um, they had, I can't remember who it was, went down, but someone went down in that game. But um, it's what what interested me was his base was only 38. Um, he got a try, try assist, um, line break assist and a line break. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of inflated stats in that for me. I actually like Cook. Cook base was uh, quite better. He scored 53 points. I think it was um yeah, his base was 52, 58 points. He played 80 minutes. And that that's that for me is a huge plus is the minutes, you know, and that's one of my fears with Grant. So this week I actually have Brandon Smith. I was going to go down to Cook and then I've made the decision that I have a strong enough bench where I can play three second rowers in Puppenhausen or Teddy, whichever way I go, and that I can wait a week like and decide between Grant and Cook. So, they're the only two options. I think Reed Mahoney's are not not a bad option either. I think, um, again, the minutes is an issue for me, not playing the 80. But what I do like about Reed, again, is that draw. I think the Eels have a nice pack and he tends to be around the ball a lot. So, they're the only ones. And obviously, Randall. I mean, if you don't already own Randall, you should already be on that.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I love uh, about Randall, is he did exactly what you want him to do. Um, in around there, no one did what you want him to do. He's the only one that stood strong for us. Um, yeah. So, I'll go through a few points for the weekend. So, Appy got 91, which I touched on, 67 minutes. Uh, There was uh, one, two, three that I saw that actually played the full 80. Um, Obviously, out of position. We have got Will Smith out of position playing the 80 there. And that'll happen for probably two more weeks. Um, So, don't get caught on that one. And then we also had uh, uh, Blake Braley play 80 minutes as well. So, I actually considered him as well. I spoke to you before about Blake Braley, he had 52 points in base and base attack alone. Uh, I know that try got him up to 73, which is, it, it is great and I, I like that, but um, you, you touched on it before, but uh, McInnes is back there in the uh, in the running for a position again, and he has the potential there. And I'll be playing most of the minutes in the middle at lock, but he potentially will be coming in and relieving the hooker for a bit. I know uh, Braley is quite young and can play a lot of minutes, but I don't know how long he can hold it up for as well. He is a small body. Um, uh, the other thought we can talk in point here as well would be styling. Um, a lot of people might jump onto styling, but uh, uh, Hodgson's injury is actually less uh, severe than expected. He should be back within two, uh, one to two weeks at the moment. So, um, which is a, which is a shame. Not 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 trying to say anything bad about Hodgson, but styling has the potential to be one of the best super coach hookers in the game uh, if he just got those minutes. All right, so guys, we'll move on to the front row forwards. <clears throat> Uh, Chris, any front row forwards, Maybe besides has it's all out for you. I've
3: got to be honest, um, there's, there weren't many. Uh, I do really like the look of the the dual position gentleman at the Cowboys, Gilbert. Mm. Uh, he he looked really good. Like him playing, you know, more than 65 minutes is going to, it's going to be quite good for super coach purposes. He generally sort of, he plots along at about a point in a minute. So I really did like that. He only just had the one little um try without a line bracket added to his normal stats so it's probably looking like he probably hits 55 points in that in the, in and around that 70 i think he played 72 minutes or something like that it was uh, so that's 75, good.
0: 75 minutes he played yeah it's pretty good yeah
3: so it's not too bad um other than that i thought uh arrow looked pretty good he played some pretty decent minutes about 72 minutes from from memory yeah. um yeah, he looked good and it made me kind of regret not starting with him because I, I unfortunately started with Jacob Saifiti and he was just Ooh. awful. And he was a pod too. So I think he scored like 39 points. But I thought, I figured, you know, Daniel Saifiti's out. So why not give it a go? I figured him or Clemmer will do some decent minutes. But no, uh, it's uh, unfortunately because uh, Barnett's on the bench. It sort of puts it all out because he's got a, quite a big motor. So yeah, but other than those two, I, I re- those three, I d- not really enthused by anyone, a little bit disappointed in, um, in a few guys, uh, Paulo, he didn't really do much uh, AFB didn't do much. It kind of looks like those guys are a bit un, un, under the fitness cloud. They probably need to do a bit of a uh, bit of the fat boys fitness camp to get themselves up to scratch. Um, Cause yeah, they just, they just weren't putting out their normal sort of work rate. So
0: yeah, Haas looks the goods really does. Yeah, one of my strategies was um was to go cheaper in the um in the front row. So I literally started with Arrow as my most expensive front rower, uh, and I was happy with Arrow. I saw that he played seventy two minutes, and a lot of that was in the middle. Uh, he pushed into the middle and played a lot of uh, so made a lot of tackles there. So that, that sixty two points he got was uh, all in base really, um, and I, in that team with the attacking flair, it won't take long for a tackle to to come, um, and I also i uh, decided to go with uh, JTB as well as my other front row my starting front rower, so, which is a bit of a kick in the pants this week. Um, so I'm deciding to hold because there's only a short stint on the sideline. I think it's one to two weeks with a PCL. Um, yeah, I'll have to find a way around that, to try and get a starting front rower, which is going to be a bit of a challenge for me. Um, broad, mate, um, how did you go with your front rows, mate? Anyone else stood out for you? Oh, I
2: started with... Um... Lindsay Collins and Stefano. Um, Obviously, they both got around the 45 mark, so no, can't be too upset. Probably do need to get Haas. Do have a little bit of change in the bank um, that I can upgrade one of my second rowers or front rowers to Haas. I just think he's going to be miles ahead, which I've said all year and I still didn't go him. Um, But yeah, I think there was a lot... I mean, it's first week. We can't really go judging, judging everyone in their first first week. Um, but if you're looking to bring someone in, you know, maybe someone like Lodge. So I think he's just going to kill it this year. He's toned down his anger by fishing, so hopefully he just uh, stays on the field because we know what he can do.
0: Yeah, I really like Lodge as well. I think I picked him up in a lot of my drafts because everyone was ignoring him because he had the first week off. So um, I do like Lodge a lot. Now, he's that guy that will just get you the points. He won't be anything special. He'll just get you points, which is great. Um, Glenn, how'd you go, mate? Um, any uh, front rows there that struck uh, your fancy?
1: Well, there was a couple, mate. Yeah, so the ones that I started with was Hass, obviously, who we, we all know what he can do, so I won't talk too much on him. I started Bullamore. And although the result was right, I what I saw from him, I didn't really like. I mean, with Bullimore, he, um, his break-evens are two, and he played 80 minutes. He scored 62 points, and his base was at 45. He got that with a try. Uh, he didn't get the line break. But for me, it was kind of ugly, and it's risky. I actually had Jameson Newer-Brown on my bench with the plan of playing Bullimore until Schuster come back and then moving JTB onto the field. And from what I saw of Jameson Newer-Brown, I thought he was really good. But the one that I do like that nobody's mentioning is Isaiah Papali. Now I obviously wouldn't jump on him now. He's 90k above Hass, but when he comes down a little bit in money, playing for the Eels, second row, 80 minutes. I think he had eight tackle busts. The guy, um, as he works into his fitness, I think that Hass and Isaiah Papali as you uh two starting front rowers won't hurt you too much. I think the other two that I had written about, I wrote about Arrow. And I also wrote about Lodge, interestingly. So they were the ones that I actually, um, at points per dollar, I think Lodge and um, Arrow stand out. Bullimore, I think if you don't own him, don't get him. If you do own him, hold him. Even when he does go to the bench, you'll probably still play 40 minutes and make you some money. But once he gets to that, where the the break-even balances out with the money, um, you know, he's a sell for me.
0: Mm, yeah, i totally agree and uh, chris touched on it earlier but um i think the standouts beside house were the actual jewels like you like you've touched on IPAP. Um, the jewels are the ones that really stood out a lot so um obviously gilbert um you got thompson there um the arrow bullamore all these guys are the one and even ipap stood out pretty well so um which is kind of good for us really to have those if we get those guys in at some point we can have that flexibility with trades uh all right guys let's move on to the second row forwards guys uh this is where I bolstered up my team, and it didn't even work for me. So, how'd you go, Chris? What do you think about the second rowers?
3: Yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a minefield out there. From from the just looking at it in the first round, I think there's a lot of value in the mid prices this year. To be honest with you, like guys like Martin and um, like oh, obviously Jairo, who we mentioned before, Then you've got Nani who played 80 minutes, but obviously like in the uh, yeah, you know, in that cowboy structure, like Peyton is sort of, you just don't know what he's going to do. He might, he might just, Nanai could be in one week and he could be out of the team the next. So it's, it's sort of hard to trust in that. But I found um, the surprise packet was Isaiah Yo. He was, he was incredible. And like, it seems that they rely on him a lot when Cleary's not there. So I would expect. Him to see eighty minutes at least for the next you know four rounds or so until Cleary's back, and I think he's a really good purchase to be perfectly honest.
0: Yeah, no, he's like uh, very uh, as a Panthers fan, I, I've always loved Yo, and even before he was, um, he was always this underrated guy that no one, everyone was like, Oh, he just does nothing. He does nothing." The stuff he does for the halves as that middleman is so good to watch if you actually take notice. Um, but it, and if people are starting to notice now, which is really good. Uh, Brody, what do you think, mate? Anything in the second row? Uh,
2: I should have started my team with the, my 14 Broncos, which I, I wanted to. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, I think um, Carrigan's, you know, the Broncos, yo, um, nothing special, but he, he looks good for me. Um, well, if K-Wall kicks, kick and field goals, man, I'm going to have to go in.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, you know, obviously I started off with a pretty packed second row bench and, you know, Katoa was my standout player, um, which was which was pretty lucky. Um, but, yeah, you know, I'm on David, I'm on Fifi this week as, as captain probably because uh, I think he, he should be able to tear up the Warriors, especially with all the injuries and the, uh, you know, the filling gaps. But... Yeah. It's too early to judge off this round one But hopefully my second row you know, Picks up their game and does something this week <coughs> Crichton yeah. mm. Stupid idiot
0: Well uh, Glenn, Glenn's on track with his, um, his uh, oh. Prediction at the start of the year By six points uh, So Crichton outscored Fafida by six points there. Yeah so, uh,
2: lost, lost to about 15 others I
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, did outscore Feeder. I never mentioned others
2: yeah, <laughs> he worded it pretty correctly sure it top one.
0: I think you'll find that may change this week actually again uh, I think Fafita might go real well this week I think uh, Fafita uh, by all standards to me looked like it was very quiet and still punched out of 60 so um, oh, I'm pretty happy with that I reckon there's some more points to come from him uh, Glenn uh, any other ones stand out for you mate? Yeah
1: there's a few mate I, I feel like so we looked at a couple that were in the points per dollar range, you know, Katoa Broad mentioned. So I thought that he was good. It, what, what I thought was good there was he played 74 minutes and um, which I didn't expect. Like, I don't know. There's some um, reasoning behind that. So I'll be watching again this week. I thought the other one for the Tigers was Tualagi. I thought Tualagi uh, stood out. I'm bringing in Tualagi this week for uh, Russell and bringing Targo down. And um, I had Angus and Fifi as well. Katoa, um, Aiken and Tuolagi so I'm putting Aiken and um, Tago down to centre wing because I think that's where their value is, and bringing in Tuolagi But the other one that you mentioned was Yo and Martin. I mean, they were incredible. I just thought that Yo, as you talk about, he comes in and he plays that kind of half role. He defends great in the middle. He's got incredible base and he runs. I mean, what what more can you ask for? And he's only about 515k or something from memory. He's he's not priced too ugly either. So Um, Yo or Martin will be coming into my side next round, possibly. Again, I want to have one more look. I mean, they had Eisenhoofs drop out last week and Salmon came in. So that made things better for Yo and Martin, in my opinion. Others didn't agree with that summation. But um, so I'll be interested to see how that pans out. Now that they've lost Leota, um, I think Eisenhoofs could even possibly start. And uh, again, I think we'll see uh, 70, even 80 minutes from Yo. Right, when he yeah. kicks field goals, come back and see
0: me. When he goes to the Broncos, he has to kick field goals, mate, not with the Panthers.
1: It's a shame Cable doesn't play on that right side outside A-Ray because I think that, I mean, Cable is someone I looked at. They're both at that price point of 4.30, Cable and Martin. And um, the thing is that I just like the ceiling of the Panthers' club. I think that, you know, I mean, they're playing the Dragons this week. I think Martin could actually put on a couple of tries he'd. The I mean, I really like SOS. We'll get to the halves, but I thought he really uh, stood up for the Panthers this week.
2: Well, you don't reckon the Broncos are going to tell up the dogs?
1: Uh, I'm hoping. i got stags, mate, and I didn't sell on that basis. But, jeez, I, I, I've i said it to you before, and I'm going to say it again. I don't know what the frig they're doing, mate. I, I watch, I look for attack patterns, and I just can't find it in that Broncos. On paper, that is a really good side, being really poorly coached. And I'm I'm saying that with... I know you're all Broncos fans here and I'm not trying to run them down. I I think they've got a great team. I just would like to know what they're doing. I mean, even when they had SOS, if you guys remember me saying it in the chat, play the guy, play SOS. He's an incredible half. And look what he did yesterday, the other day for the Panthers. I mean, he really straightened them up. And I think he could have done that for your um, Broncos.
0: Yeah. All right, well, I'll get to the second rowers here that I'm looking at now. So, uh, if you look, uh, a couple of guy, guys that didn't get talked about was uh, Hudson Young, did really well. Played the 80 minutes, got 80 points, one PPM, which is great. Uh, another quiet achiever was Fizzell, but 77 points. Yeah. Um, he did, like, bugger all fancy stuff. It was just all work rate. It was great. Um, and even uh, yeah, Fitzgibbon, a bit of a roller coaster there, so I uh, wouldn't touch him. But the other one is... Uh, now, the biggest roller coaster would be William and as well. He got a very nice score there. Um, what do you get? He got uh, 87 points in 57 minutes. That was the worry for me. It was the 57 minutes. Um, he did look like he was int- very interested and was keen to play, but I'm not sure how long that'll last. You guys know what he's like. He can get pretty lazy at times as well. And obviously Cape Wall gets a nice 70 points as well. Um, all right, let's move on to the um, halfbacks, guys. So, Chris, what do you think about the halfbacks, mate? There's a... Um, I I went the wrong way. Um, how did you go? Yeah, I probably
3: went down that path as well. I'm guessing your wrong way was Sam Walker. Yeah, it was indeed. And so yeah, I'm, I'm in that boat too, mate. But um, I'm not too worried to be honest. I think Sammy's going to come good. It's just uh, you just got to understand that um, he's going to when he has those down games, he's not he's not one of those guys that has a 36 base. He's he's down there in the 20s somewhere. So we just got to persevere. He's got a really good draw coming up, so I I, I don't even care about price drops. I'm just going to hold him and just and just watch him watch him go. But um, other than that, there's some really good options. Like if you look at Hines, his performance was pretty was pretty amazing. He had he had 36 in base, and then he's got the goal kicking, and, it, and he likes to run a lot, and he's. I think slowly as the season goes by, he's going to get have have his hands all over that tank team, and I feel like the points are going to come. So he's a definitely a guy I've got my eye on at the moment. Um, other than that, Moses, his base is pretty terrible. If you look at it, it's probably uh, yeah, it's probably twenty or just under twenty. But he was really running that team. He was playing both sides of the field. Uh, it's one of those things that. I don't think I've seen him do before in the in the eels. So and he and the score backed him up. So I think he's going to go really well this year. And I th- think the eels are probably going to go pretty pretty well into the top three. So yeah, he's definitely a guy I've got my eye on as well. And Hughes, obviously, he just he's incredible. Base of thirty two ends up scoring a hundred points. So yeah, those 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 are my guys. And other
0: than Cleary, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I do agree. Um, there's a couple of standouts this week, but I think that's just a one week thing as well. So, brought any for you, mate?
2: Oh, just the same as obviously Chris. Um, you know, just looking at some numbers, you know, Luke Keary was owned by 28% of people in that position, um, which surprises me a lot, especially with his history. You know, but when you get down to the Sam Walker, who had the 12%, the only thing that really hurts is that. Hughes, Moses and Hines were all owned by more people. Um, so all those people got a nice little jump on at the start. But I'm the same as Chris. Um, get through this week and I think the, well, hopefully the Roosters that we all thought would be premiership favourites uh, click on and and start tearing up teams, which they should with that
0: roster. Yeah, I think, uh, and the other thing as well is Robbo is a good coach. Um, He knows what he's doing. So I I don't think he's going to take that uh, lightly. He's going to come in firing. It's going to be a pretty, uh, I'm tipping, uh, I shouldn't be, but I'm tipping the um, Roosters to beat Manly this weekend as well. So Um, Glenn, how about you, mate? Any others, mate?
1: Oh, yeah, it's a couple, mate. So I started with uh, Walker. Every side I made this year, I had Hughes and Moses and somehow landed on Swalker. I don't know how that happened. I thought, though, uh, Sexton stood out this round for points per dollar at his price range, I thought, played really well. I thought Snyder, young Snyder, had a really super coach-friendly game, and I, there was a lot from him that I really like. Uh, I know I know he's out for a week with COVID, but if you don't have him, you should. Um, I think that, you know, as long as his job security is fine, I think that kid's really going to put on some scores. Uh, the other ones, who else did I have? Yeah, so Hughes, DCE and Hines. Uh Hughes stood out to me. Hines played well, and I thought DC had a good game, but not great. But the one that really stood out to me, and I mean none of us can really buy him, was SOS. I thought he was incredible. He kicked 365 meters from memory. He had just uh he really led that team around the park. So um, but from a super coach perspective, if you're looking to go down from Walker, I think Moses and Sexton are both good buys. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so for those who don't know, SOS is Sean O'Sullivan from the Panthers. So I know um, some people get a bit confused with the abbreviations. But yeah, um, I, I love Solis. I reckon he's a um, solid little player. And um, I, I fell under that uh, mirage that um, with Cleary out, we were going to lose. But um, I should have known better because I know that Cleary is a phenomenal player and he does make the team better. But I do find that... Um, the the most of the nucleus is there. You've got JFH back. you got Yo back. And Solz did a great job too. Glenn?
1: I just left one out, mate. I've got to mention my, my man Brooks. I think Brooks, he had a great game. And um, I know a lot of people heap crap on him. But I, I really thought he played well this week. And his base is actually really good for a half. So, I mean, and he was goal kicking as well. So, I mean, he's a must have. No, I'm
2: joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I've got to give him the rap. I thought he played really well. I thought the Tigers played really well. The only difference in that side, and I, I guess you boys would probably agree with me, was when Nass came on. I mean, didn't he make a difference, Nass, when he came on in that game? He just really started getting that uh, up-the-middle stuff going, and that gave those um, Storm the ability to get on the back foot and get those players like Hughes and Pappenhausen into the play. But I thought the Tigers played really well, and I think Brooks did a really good job, and even Hastings, who will get yep. to the 5-8. And when you say Brooks, you're not telling people to buy him. No, you're don't do say he, he had a good game
2: on the field. Yeah,
1: he's a good draft just, option. Just, just to clarify. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, but I don't mind Sexton. I really don't. I think Sexton is a is a buy if you want to go down. And I mean, if you're looking to get money into your side, and you and you need to draw from somewhere, I don't think Walker to Sexton's a terrible option. Although as um, Chris was saying a minute ago, I think um, Moses touches the ball just about more than any other half in the game. And the more you touch the ball, the more opportunities you create. You know what I mean? And I don't know if you know that they play this sweet play where they go out left, he gives it to Gutho and Gutho puts in um, Russell repeatedly. And that often used to steal from Moses. But if you hadn't noticed, there was a couple of plays where Gutho was first receiver, Moses was second receiver, and then he put out Wacker Blake. And, um, I can't remember who they, it was a um, Brown center and Blake went to wing, I think. And I mean, although he dropped it a couple of times over the line, there was one that Moses set up nicely. So I, I think Moses is is a great option to buy it-
0: yeah, um, I'll just touch on the ones that we'll miss. we missed. We've got most of them, but um, yeah, um, obviously you touched on D.C. He got 60 points in a game where they got smashed. So that was actually a pretty good effort from DCE there. Uh, Clifford got 68 points on a team that's probably not going to play that good ever again. Um, and also, I think we've got them all now, actually. Yeah, that's it. So um, everyone else, um, I think Hastings uh, is definitely, if you can wait on him. If you ever wanted to downgrade someone like a... Um, like a walker, you can definitely wait on him because he's not going to go up very quickly. He's uh, had a pretty rough first game. Uh, we'll move on to the 5-8s now. Chris, anyone in the five eights, mate, that stood out for you? Yeah, um, you
3: actually just mentioned him, um, but I thought, I thought I might go into a little bit more detail with um, uh, Jake Clifford. Yeah. He's a, he actually kind of surprised me, the way he w- He managed the game yeah. um, against the Roosters. And and historically, he actually has played really well against the Ro- Roosters he himself um i remember there was a game where they were they were massive underdogs against them i think it was back might have been back in 2020 and he he absolutely tore them apart um but yeah very uh, of obviously, i think he's only played since last year so it might have been uh, yeah yeah it was 2020 actually um but yeah he he's he's definitely an option i think we need to probably see a couple more weeks from him because uh, he obviously hasn't gone that well in the past consistency-wise. But I think having Joey Johns there to coach the halves and the spine, I think that's gonna, that's had a huge influence on him. And his game's changed a lot over and this is just over one off season. So he's definitely a guy to watch. Other than that, um Cameron Munster, he's looking fitty, fitter and nastier than ever. Like in he played that one I think he played like a 20, 25 minute spell in the in the trials and he was just tearing teams apart. So like, yeah, he's he definitely has to be taken seriously. And yeah, I think he's gonna be a he's gonna be a weapon in that Melbourne team and we'll be looking for for a bit of redemption. So yeah, he's about the only only guy I really that I really like in at 5'8 other than Cody Walker. But I think I'm gonna make this call now. I don't think the Bunnies make the eight. And I think Cody Walker is going to have a terrible season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um they didn't look too good. I I don't think I uh, I don't think they won't make the A, but I reckon um, they'll take a lot longer to get started. But they're, they're definitely not the team they were last year. So, um, Brody, any for you, man? Anything, any other thoughts?
2: Uh, it's, I think it'll be Munster um, and Daylight. And I just wouldn't look into a lot of the last week's scores when looking at numbers. Um, there's obviously a lot of inflated numbers from the last, last week's results. Um, so, you know, if you're out there and looking to swap shot one. Um, probably wait
0: another week to see, to see what there is out there. Yeah, um, well, I, I've, I, I was uh, smart enough to start with Cody Walker. Um, I'm using that word smart very loosely. Um, and my plan was to go to Munster this week. Um, and and I'm, I'm still contemplating doing it. Uh, but I may actually just wait one more week um, just because I, after round one, I realised how invaluable that trade is now. Started with 25 green dots, and now I've got 20 uh, green dots. So I, I need to really um, make sure I hold off on that, I think. Uh, Glenn, any of them sent out for you, mate?
1: Yeah, Jerome Luai, mate. I, again, Panthers are a ceiling club, and um, I really like the, the game that uh, Luai played. I think Luai is someone who can challenge Munster. I actually have Dylan Brown, and he was looking good um, up until um, – Arthur, until the Russell went down, and then they had to move Dylan Brown to centre wing and then they moved um, Arthur into the side. And once Arthur came in, everything stopped at him. So that was pretty frustrating. Um, the one I was going to talk about, uh, Chris has already mentioned, I thought Clifford and Clune were terrific the other day in the Newcastle Knights. I think both of them really stood out. And I thought Hastings, um, but the, the other one that really stood out to me was Jack Whiten. I thought Whiten had an incredible game. And I think that pack the Raiders have, is very conducive. Is that the word? To the kind of play that um, Whiten plays, you know, that kind of style of play. So yeah, I think Whiten um, is also an interesting um, proposition.
0: Yeah, I think um, a lot of people will probably jump on Whiten, but I, I, I've i played Supercoach for eight and a half years now and uh, every, every time Whiten gets a really good score and plays really good, he tends to drop off afterwards. So he's a bit up and down. He might go on a run of two, three weeks where he gets like a 75. I think I heard on a podcast today, he's only had, I think, two tons in the last three years. Um, so the ceiling isn't really there for him and he hasn't got the consistency at the same time. So I I, I to warn people away from him, but you might get a few lucky scores out of him, but I don't think it'll, um, it'll last. Um, but,
2: yeah. I just mentioned that he didn't kick it out
1: on the full... That, that's yeah. I reckon that should be a bet. Can I just yeah. add something too? So a lot of the sides are looking very similar. And one of my dislikes on Munster is they have such a strong spine. I mean, they've got um, Grant, they've got Pappenhausen, they've got Hughes and they've got Munster. But all four of them still points from my perspective. I think Jerome Luai is a dead set, um, a good challenge to that. I mean, a lot of the sides are looking very similar at the moment. We I mean, I looked at so many sides that were put up and I thought I'd done a lot of research to end on the same team as everyone else, which is kind of frustrating. So if you're looking for a pod, um, Luai offers that.
0: I will, I will just say one thing now. If Luai doesn't score that try, he gets uh, 23 points, 24 points.
1: Well, well, that's the downside to some of them halves. And I, yeah. But I think that the um, Panthers have such a ceiling in that club. And if you look at that draw, I think they've got a really favourable draw. I, I agree with you. Munster and Dylan Brown are great for um, base. They're, yeah. they're really good base halves. And that's why I bought Brown, because I know he's got the base at the price point to give me my 40s and 50s whilst I'm building. But um, I, I really like what I saw from Luai.
0: Yeah, I, I like what I see. I, I have to watch him a lot more closely, obviously being the Panthers. Luai
2: so. and Munster have the same exact ownership feeling. Oh,
1: so right? 7.5% for Luai and 74 for Munster. Seven point four percent of them are smart. I started Luai last season, and then I took him right up to round thirteen, and then I swapped to Cody Walker, and I couldn't have done the transition any better. They both were absolutely on fire for me, and uh, the the hype last season was all around Munster at the start as well, and we got the same old, same old. And I uh, oh, look, I'm not going to knock Munster; he's an incredible player, and he looked great in the trials, but I'm not convinced. Yeah, a lot yeah. of
0: people, a lot of people saying that uh, my Munster off the beers. Um... He's gonna, like, Whenever those players get off the beers and they start coming sober and they just put their head down and ask her. But I'm yeah. not sure if you guys watched the 2020s out of origin. He was not off the beers then and he was that bloody great player then. Which was beers on the is he beer, off? But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we're hey? the hey? yeah. um,
1: um, Can I just yeah. point out one more thing, Dan? So for me, halves are only as good as the forwards platform laid. And at the moment, the, uh, from my perspective, the Storm are struggling. They've just lost Welsh as well. And I'm really interested to see how that unfolds. I mean, they're starting Nass, and I think he's an incredible forward. And while ever he's on the field, I have a feeling Nass could even be a buy. I meant to say that earlier. You might see him come on for the start for 20, come back on again in the first half, and then come off and play even more minutes in the third. So you might even see three stints from Nass. They might have to do that.
0: Mm. All right, guys, uh, let's move on to the cursive position right now, the center wing. Um, I've got a few cheapies that I need to try and trade out because they're injured. Uh, any options out there, Chris? Yeah, I think there's there's been a few that have come up. Like, um,
3: I know people aren't, will be a little bit disappointed in uh, guys like Stags and Cobbo, but um, after the performance last week, but. Um, They've got a really, really good draw coming up. So if you guys have any of those players, I'd probably hold, hold fast and just, uh, just wait for that draw to open up. Because you'll, you'll see it when Adam Reynolds plays this week. But they'll be a completely different team. So um, yeah, definitely those guys. Other than that, I think make sure you have Targo in your, in your sides if you, if you don't already have him. I know he's probably owned by about ninety nine point eight percent of teams. But um, if, if you're that two percent make sure you get him 57. yeah pretty pretty close to it but um yeah other than that there's been some interesting options that I've sort of thought about um I know whacker Blake's a bit of an awkward price at 410k but he's generally he's on that side that the eels just go to that uh, Sean Russell was on and I think that um there could be he could have a few few tries in him this year so don't uh, sleep on whack Blake. And also, Jeremiah from the Storm, he comes in and he'll be getting a full season at wing. So you um, might as well have a look at him. He's probably, gonna, he's probably got about um, 10 points on average. He'll probably go up just being on that wing and being outside of uh, Jerome Hughes. So just a couple of guys around that price range. But other than that, I thought guys that we normally sort of go for, like Lomax, was incredible. I think he's going to be be a great option. Is definitely underpriced. So if you can afford to get somebody in and around the four or five hundred K mark, make sure you try and grab him because he won't stay at that price for long. Um, But other than that, not too much. Gagai looked great. Um, I'm completely shocked. I thought he would his um, output would diminish at the Knights, but they know how to use him. So yeah, he's he's a great option.
0: Well, my my working theory on um, a lot of the upsets this week was, um, I'm not sure if you guys agree, but let me know. Uh, I think that these teams, all the teams have had about three months of knowing what the draw is and that three months have been able to study all these guns like Turbo and Teddy and how to manage those players. Um, I don't see the Knights being able to do the same research and same studies and same routines at training in... One week to prepare for the next team, and that's that's my working theory, um, and that's why I reckon also that players like Turbo and Teddy and um, even Puppy. Well, Puppy was pretty good anyway, but are going to step up again this week, um, just because I think that yeah, you got three months to prepare for one game, and these guys are going to be running drills and how to shut down. You could you could hear Panthers in that game. They were like, I got Turbo, I got Turbo. You can hear him. They were running drills. They were doing this for three months, so. And that's my working theory. So I think a lot of these guns that we have that didn't quite step up will start stepping up, starting round two, round three. Uh, any centre wings out there Broad for you, mate? No, I'd
2: uh, just like to mention that uh, two of the people I brought up in my centre wing pod <laughs> uh, were two of the top four scoring players. Um, I didn't did own you, them.
0: Did you bring him in? Yeah, that's the thing.
2: Kelly, Kelly was owned by 0.5%, so I, I should have brought him in. Um, <laughs> but more my centre wing was... Very cheap, you know, I didn't even start with Stags. Um, my most expensive player was, you know, Billy Smith and, and Targo in my centre wing, so I ran it very tight back there, um, which Timmy I was on because I like to give them crap about Xavier Coates because, again, you know, scores a try, gets 40 points, um,
0: which, yeah,
2: most of us were saying... But I'll give 40 him
0: forty points, mate.
2: I'll give him a stab on the next on the next
1: episode.
0: <laughs> um, Glenn. So, um, I'll ask you the same question, mate. But before I do, those with Russell, uh, sell or hold? What do you think?
1: Oh, it's a sell, mate. I mean, even if he was to come back in six weeks, Seve was probably uh, floating around by then. So I think we just sell, but I mean, I mean, sell wisely. I'm selling him to buy Tualagi and moving Targo down. I think that just before I'd say two things, one is the centre wing position is the money-making position. So a lot of us started cheap there because we know that's where the money is, um, which is kind of frustrating. The second thing I was going to say was that this season's reminding me very much of 2016 where the position at centre wing um, looks best for me to have second rowers and fullbacks. And the ones that stood out for me in that sense were Aiken, Sloan, the Hammer. I thought Kelly, was good. But the other one that you mentioned before, Chris, was Staggs and Cobbo. I thought Cobbo looked really good. The result wasn't good points-wise, but I thought his work rate uh, was good. I just struggled again with the Broncos to see why they they have such a lethal edge, but the ball just didn't seem to find it there as much as it needed to. Hopefully, A-Ray straightens that up. And uh, I did start Stags, and um, fortunately for me, Russell, well, not fortunately, but Russell went down, so that allows me to bring down um, Targo. Targo, I have an interesting theory that I might be wrong on, but I have a feeling when Salmon and on, Targo moved into the second row. So I'm going to watch out for that this week to see, because he made 29 tackles and he had 39 in pure base, which is quite phenomenal, really, for a centre wing. Um, so Targo, and the other one that hasn't been mentioned was Pennacini. He went about his work quietly and still managed to motor up a, a fairly good score. So um, yeah, Penasini was good. Kelly, Sammy, Stags, Cobbo. Uh, and one other one I want to mention is Stephen Crichton from the um, Panthers. I, my, uh, after that game, I came away saying one sentence, I need more Panthers. And um, so I think that ceiling clubs offer you that ceiling score. So look at the players from the Panthers, mate, at the moment, because they're the only one that really stood out to me this round. Yeah, with Russell, um, with Russell
2: I'm, holding, I'm holding until next week um, to see which ones go up and have the best break-even.
1: Can, can I just say, um, to what Chris said is a very, very valid point, that sometimes it's not the player, it's the position on the field and the left edge on the Parramatta Eels, as you saw. Russell ran in three tries, so... People who are discounting Whacker Blake do that at your own peril because they will score on that edge uh, repeatedly.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I, I've always liked Whacker Blake as a player too. Uh, when back in his Panthers days, I like him. He's got that aggression on the field, and even he brings that to power too. He just um he just needs to get the ball more. And if he's on that dizzy edge there, the dangerous Evo edge, that's a that's a great little um, call out. I don't know. I just think he's at awkward price, which is just. A little bit out of my reach at the moment, and I'm, I'm not trading stags out to him.
1: And if he so. wants to be a show pony, Dan, he needs to learn to do it right. You know, when Coach did his big dive for the try, he used his left hand, put the ball down to fend off the, the incoming player. That's not what he done. Whacker Blake went in with his right hand, which enabled the player to knock the ball out of his hand. And um, so that big show pony jump he did was for, for North. And um, yeah, but, yeah he, he will be at the end of, um, of a really good sweep over and over. And um, so if he can just do his job and not, you know, put on all that fancy stuff and just go for the line, I, I actually think he's a good shout, Chris. I agree with you on Wacker Blade.
0: Yeah, I, um, if, if he does play for Parramatta. So they've got the king of the show ponies there in Gutho. So hopefully <laughs> um, hopefully Gutho can give him a few lessons in the um, in training. He's nothing Arena. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at center wings now and I'm, I'm doing what broad is. I'm actually going to wait on Russell. Um, I don't, I've, got, I've got a solid uh, 17 that can play this week. Um, and it is trying to find the right guy. I'm looking right now because I haven't got no cash in the bank. And I'm looking at the same price. You've got, what, Sammy Bellamy. Don't think he's worth it. And you've got Cody Ramsey, which I just don't. Uh, he might get a score every now and then. And then you've got, uh, I've already got Panasini. So all the cheapies, I actually nailed most of the cheapies. I even got you from um, Tigers as well. So I've nailed all the cheapies. So I can't actually trade right now. I'll have to find out one of those cheap guys. you yeah, have Kobo? Uh, I haven't got Cobo but I've got, I've got no cash. So my plan was uh, to hold trades this week and actually uh, trade boost next week, use yeah. the three trades, and that'll help me free up a bit of cash. So uh, and I planned if I was going to trade this week and make the two trades to fix it, I know next week something bad is going to happen, and I'm going to use the two trades again, and probably trade boosts as well. So I might hold off when I don't need to worry about it, um, and go from there. All right, so uh, we'll move on to the final position, the fullbacks. Um, uh, which fullbacks stood out for you, and which ones didn't, mate, Chris?
3: Yeah, it's oh man, it was a bit of a dog's breakfast, wasn't it? You had uh, you had the million dollar man Turbo. He went. He got about sixty. Uh, which is, you know, very underwhelming for guys that paid paid that price for him, but uh, you really didn't get much from any of the recognised fullbacks. T- Tedesco, I captained, it, captained him for about thirty, so I'm feeling really good good with myself at the moment. <laughs> um, uh, you had Dylan Edwards, the surprise packet. It ran for about 345 meters. I think that equated to about 77 uh, super coach points. So he's a, he's, he's quite a, he's a quiet option. Uh, he's probably doesn't have the upside of the rest of the guys like, um, uh, like Teddy and turbo, but, um, look, if he's going to score you 70, 70 odd points a week and most being in base, like you can't ignore him. But, um, the one guy I want to, I'm probably going to do a shout out about is uh, he's coming back into the side this week. There's there's actually two of them Mm. goal kicking fullbacks. So you've got Reese Walsh at the Warriors. Um, I really think people need to have a close look at him because if you're in that situation, which I know a lot of people are where they've got Teddy and they're, they're contemplating upgrading Teddy to a, to a to Travojevic and with the fact that Teddy's going to be dropping a bunch of money if he has a couple of bad scores, which is looking likely because he's probably, he's probably a little bit underdone because he had that knee issue, um, I think downgrading him to a guy like Walsh could be your answer to save that money. Whereas I don't think Walsh is going to drop anything from being around five hundred fifty-five thousand, so that's that's definitely a strategy to think of uh, to use if you want to. Uh, there's also Latrell Mitchell. I had a look at him the other day. He's looking not that fit, so I'm not super confident that he's going to start well, and his draw is a bit on the on the hard side. So, but yeah, definitely consider. Um, Reese Walsh, um, he he's one of those guys that he's not going to lose money, and he may just surprise you because he's got a fairly good opening draw.
0: Yeah, I, I do agree. Well, I know that we we had a pretty we drew this draw the straw short straw. Sorry, we drew the short straw. I'll talk eventually um, on the turbo draw. How he have got those two really tough games, and then gets that really easy draw against the dogs when he's about to lose money. I think that we got lucky with Latrell, where we get to actually watch him for four games where he has four hard games or actually three now. And then he has a really sweet looking draw from around five onwards. So we get to watch him for three, four games before we can even think about getting him in. And like you said, if he's not looking fit, then you know what we, we have a chance to get a look at him and, um, and, and yes, yeah, so yay or nay, I guess. Um, but I do, I actually had been thinking about going uh, a Teddy to Walsh. That was one of my big um, thoughts of the week. And, I'll be watching Walsh very, very closely this week. Um, Brought anything from you, mate?
2: Uh, yeah,
0: all the big ones shut the bed. You know, Turbo, another week
2: like that. And he'll be looking to lose, yeah, losing a lot of money in the next couple of weeks. But same with the other boys. I think Puppy's going to step up with the rest of the spine back. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see, I, I guess.
0: Yeah, Glenn, anything, um, anything else from you, mate?
1: I oh, know you've pretty covered it all. I will say this on Pappenhausen. So, the first half of Paps wasn't very good. When Nass came on the field, he really straightened up their attack and it allowed him. But I think a few people dodged Paps because of Meany being in the side, taking the goal kicking. Meany's dropped out of those numbers. So, that makes Pappenhausen um, goal kicking again. So, I, I didn't mind what I saw from Pappenhausen. He, he looked tentative in the first half, he got more active in the second. What I saw from Teddy was concerning. He didn't take any dummy half runs. He didn't, you know, the, the two most disappointing players for me this round were Tedesco and Tamalilo. They just didn't do anything, you know, and um, I mean, um, there was a lot of disappointing players, but you know, with all the hype around the two, I was quite disappointed. And I, I'm worried about the Roosters in general, to be honest. They didn't play many trials. They lack fitness, so let's hope that they are a class side and they come back, but you, you boys have covered everything. I agree with uh, Chris on uh, Walsh. I really like Walsh. Um, I, I'm not as keen on the Warriors as other people are. I, I tip Dragons. I, t- I don't think that they'll win as many games as people think they will. But I still think Walsh is a class act at that price point, and it's a fair comment to trade down to him. Uh, hold that coin, make a bit of coin, and get yourself to turbo. doesn't sound too... Um, Bad a
0: strategy for me. Yeah, and I will I will say because I know Broad's ticking over right now. Um, about probably three months ago, I think in a chat we were in, Broad actually said worries for wooden spoon, and now he's uh, starting to think the same thing. So Broad, I'll say well done, Broad. You got that one. I think you... <laughs> the worries aren't looking too good either. But uh, I think I think Walsh back does help him a little bit. But um, I don't think they're as good as people think they are as well. I do agree. Uh, I, I thought with Teddy. When he started the game, uh, I was watching that game very closely because obviously he was my captain. I thought he looked more interested on the field. He actually, looked, I was actually watching him a lot, and he looked pretty good. And then they had that disallowed try, and he lost complete interest in that game. The whole momentum swung. It was, and then if you heard the press conference um, at the end, he was pretty upset about that no try. He actually had a few words to say at the press conference about that no try, and he said it was a try. Um, So you can see that really got to him. And after that, though, trial, which is only 15 minutes in, don't get me wrong, um, he just lost interest. And I think he's also trying to step back and let the halves do their thing, which um, last year he didn't do that. He didn't have that luxury. So I think um, you'll see a new Teddy this week, I'm hoping, anyway.
1: I'll address that. So if you're a first-grade player um, who's as important as Tedesco is and you allow a a decision to alter the whole way you play a, a game, then um, I'd take a really serious look in the mirror. I, I, I'm hoping that's not what happened. But, I mean, you know, it, the, I, the, I mean, I've mean i played a lot of sport in my life and the minute a decision's made, good or bad, you, you, you put it behind you and you move on to the next, you know, and you play 100% on every play. That's just how a professional should play the game. So, uh, Teddy didn't take any runs from dummy half. He didn't seem to put himself in the position where the ball was like he always does. I'm, look, I'm putting it down to fitness. I think TKO, JWH, and Tedesco all looked undercooked. And I think that you might see a different um, uh, different three of those around three or four. So I'm saying be patient. Don't, you know, everyone's on them. But as I said, the sides are looking very familiar. And I'm starting to think to myself, I, I want to change a bit. And um, and I'm looking at where I can get those points that are, you know, lower owned players under
0: 10% players. Mm. You know, I do agree because uh, as you know, we uh, there was an interrupted season there with Ted, uh, with Teddy as well. He we had to have that uh, stem cell surgery in the off season as well. So he did bugger all training beforehand as well. So that does make a lot of sense. Um, and not, I don't really agree because I know that um, in the past, I played a game of cricket and the umpire gave me a bad call and I will think about it all game and I'll be ready to Meet him in the car park after the game as well. So oh, I'm not a professional, clearly. And I think Brod will agree with you. Um, he's seen you play cricket as well. So, <laughs> all right. Um, well, that's all the positions there. So let's uh, talk about trades. Uh, I've already made clear that I'm not making any trades this week. Uh, Glenn, you making any trades, mate?
1: I'm making one. Yeah, I'm bringing in Tuolagi. So Tuolagi was in my side. And then I, that Warriors cheapy got named. And um, for some reason, I thought that was a great idea. And um, I moved Targo up there and bought myself the extra cheapie because I'm greedy and wanted more money. And um, so I've made a mistake. I own it. And that's what a good coach should do is if you've made a mistake, fix it straight away. Mm. I don't have two Alagi, so that's where I'm going. That's the only trade I'm making this round. Uh, Can I just add something too, Dan, so that people out there know, everybody across the board scored bad. There was only three players that scored post-100 scores. The difference between 80,000 and 20,000 is 100 points. So if you're at 80,000, 90,000 or 50,000, don't stress. This has been a very low scoring round across the board for every single coach. You know, a lot of the good sides struggled and a lot of the crap sides did really well. And I'm not saying that. I mean, there's also some good sides did well. You know, so um, all I'm saying is just guys out there, don't panic, don't rage trade, just sit back, wait a week, fix things that are broken, but don't just trade for the sake of trading.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. That's the mentality I came in with this week was like, I'm normally, I think I've made a pretty um, few comments about my trade habits. I'm normally a bit of a trade-aholic and I normally just get rage, trade, shut up and try and pick my team straight away. But I've actually made the conscious decision to hold um, because I actually still am very happy with my team minus the injuries. But I think I've got another whole week to look and I don't have, I've got all the cheapies. So all I need to look at is who's going to make more money for me next week. So... Uh, Broad, any trades for you, mate? Uh, I lost two cheapies from the centre
2: wing. Um, so I have another week um, before I move on them. Um, another one, only one I'm looking at is has but I just don't know who to drop out. You know, I've got the money there to pick him up. I just don't know if the the points or the money that I want to make, or you know, leaving that cash in the bank for theory. As soon as he's back, so I'll have a I'll have a big day's thought about it before I start. Yeah, it'll all come down to that that one trade if if I really want house this
0: week. Yeah, no, good call, mate. Um, Chris, any trades you making this week, mate?
3: Yeah, I've got um I've got a bit of a decision to make. I I, I was like you, Daniel. I I started with uh, Cody Walker trying to get those points against the Broncos in the first week and then I was going to go down to Munster. So that's still the case. I'm going to trade uh, Cody Walker to Munster and uh, the second trade, I've got a couple of options. I'm either going to um, trade Russell to either Martin from the Panthers and bring down probably Furmore into the centres or I will trade Russell to his replacement counterpart, whacker Blake. I'm not too sure on each one. I could go either way. So, um, yeah, it's a, th- those are going to be my trades. I, I'm probably not, I'm not going to use the boost. I may use the boost next week just to see how all those um, potential money earners uh, perform and then make a decision then, I suppose. But uh, those are the two immediates just to get rid of Walker because I think he's just going to drop a bunch of coin and he's just going to perform badly for most of the season. It's, it's so hard for him to... It's so hard to like. I guess underestimate how important Adam Reynolds is in that team. Like they have all the other pieces of the puzzle, and now they've replaced the main piece of the puzzle with a complete rookie, and it's just it's just not working for them. And I don't know if they're going to work it out until halfway through the season. But until then, I'm getting off the Cody Walker train and I'm probably going to stay away from any uh, backs from South Sydney.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sticking strong with Cody Walker for one more week um, only because, like I said, I have no real other issues to deal with. So I can actually wait one more week. I can use him to, to Munster if worst case comes. And then I can potentially go, if Teddy's crap again, I can t- potentially go Teddy to Walsh and that will free me up another gun in the... Um, Center wing where I can go Russell and um, I should be that guy with a decent gun in the center wing. So, but that's just me for next week. I'll be looking at a, bo- a trade booth next week. Um, we'll start with the VCCs, Glenn, mate. Uh, any thoughts there on VC and C this week?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. So my option is VC Pappenhausen, and um, I'm likely going to either see Diva feeder or Hass. That's that's my. It's pretty basic, but I did have an out there one. I was also considering Stags, and I know it's scary, but. I, I really want to go something different and I'm thinking Stags isn't a bad option either.
0: Yeah, um, I was... Uh, I actually VC'd stags last week and what good that did me. Um, Bro, how about you, mate? Yeah, so said before, I'll um, have a grant for
2: VC this week. Um, yeah, I just don't see the points, points in the game at the moment. Um, completely changed last year, so I think it's more the forward pack, so... You know, I'm probably going to look at the Fafita, um, especially against the Warriors. You know, I, I haven't even looked at one of the backs this week to captain, so it's, it's definitely the forwards that yeah. I'm liking this, this year. Yeah, I, I, that's why. I,
0: that's why I've tried I think we had a conversation before me and you, Broad, um, that we I do agree with you. I think it is more leaning towards the forwards in the second row, especially, um, and that's why I decided that my decisions to build my second row really strong. I'm, that's why I'm sticking with it, and I'm pretty happy with that. I look at my team now. I had some pretty bad scores in the center wing, but my lowest score in the second row was to Lungy at 46. Um, and so I'm, I got 60, 66, 58, 53, 56, 46. So that's not my problem. So my problem is definitely elsewhere, mainly the halves, but um, I do. Um, I'm going very vanilla as well. I'm probably going to go for feeder as captain and um, Puppy as VC. How about you, Chris? Yeah, it's
3: probably going to be straight C on Pappenhausen. I just think it's a really good matchup for him. Uh, other than that, if I don't do that, it'd probably be David Fafita.
0: Yeah, I'm liking Fafita a lot this game, but I'm also, you know, you know, it happens every year where you have that perfect matchup every single year, and then there's that guy that you. A clear cut captain, then he gets your 40 points, and that's why I'm having that little fear about that right now. But I oh, think, man. um,
2: I'll take 40 any day after last
0: <laughs> week, <laughs> yeah, it's 10 more than or if you 20 more if you include the, the captain, so I'll take that as well.
1: Can I just uh, Something on Cody Walker, yeah. um, so I agree with you, uh, Chris, that their season's going to be a regression from last season, but I think the addition of Latrell Mitchell is a great addition for Cody Walker. I think that. Um, you'll see more from Katie Walker this week with Luttrell in the side. So I'd at least wait one week to have a look how it plays out with Luttrell. And I'm not as um, behind on Ilias as you guys. I actually think he's a great little half. And I think you'll see that as the season unfolds. The guy's a really good front-on defender. He's, uh, he's younger, in my opinion, He's everything A-Ray was. Uh, he just doesn't have the experience A-Ray had. And once he learns to get into the line like A-Ray did, and, um, and he gets that experience. I think you'll see by round seven or eight a different Ilias.
2: I reckon he'll be injured by then.
1: Well, let's hope not, mate. I mean, I don't think <laughs> injuries on anyone. I mean, anyone.
2: No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same as Walker. I think They're that smaller body and people are just going to test them and yeah. their bodies are young and they won't be able to, you know, we all know Ilias will not play 25 games this year. Well, There's no year. way.
1: Last year's football really suited South Sydney. It was an up-style, uh, fast-tempo type of game. And before I knew that that's what we had, I actually challenged the South Sydney forwards. I didn't think they had it. And now losing Sewer, Gagai, I mean, I think they've lost a little grunt in that side. Um, so I'm with you in that. In If we have the game the way it looked last week and it's forward heavy, I think that doesn't favour South. They really need that fast-tempo game, and they tried to manufacture it with Host and um, Arrow, Murray, trying to get them quick plays the balls, but they just weren't quite getting it uh, right.
0: Yeah, well, i made the ball.
2: balls. What was <laughs> the only penalised in the Broncos game?
1: Because they're from Queensland. That should be the status quo. Oh,
2: it wasn't just against us, but just funny <laughs> because it was only it pulled, was pulled up time. that game. It wasn't pulled up the game before, and then I didn't say that <laughs> just refereed <laughs> different.
1: I think the Broncos will come good too. I think give them five or six games. I thought they looked really good with Walters and I thought Kelly um, I think Kelly offers the experience but I think young Walters when he warms into that position I think uh, I actually like Pakes. I think if Pakes makes his way into that side as well. I really like his heads up play. I think that he offers more than turf and I think um, yeah I've said it to you in the chats many times. On paper the Broncos have an incredible side. I just wish they'd get a different coach. I just think that with a different coach, that side could be top four.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, just just to interject there, I, I think you'll be surprised, um, or you probably won't be because you, you've probably seen him play hooker at the Tigers, but I think that uh, Billy Walters will be a hooker, full-time hooker by the end of the year. I'm pretty confident in that because he, he adds a lot to that position.
1: And I think that they need to get him into the side somewhere. Um, I agree with you, Chris, that that's a likely scenario that he says to himself, look, I need to go Kelly and um, A-Ray in the halves. I need to find Billy into this side somewhere. And, um, and, I mean, that he offers, I mean, the hooker position, I don't think people understand how important it is to a football side. Every first decision, every first decision is made from number nine, left, right, where that ball goes. And it's so important. That's why you see the good sides with Grant, Cook, you know, all those sort of sides where they get that ball. They get those little decisions right. Most of the time they put that ball out in front of those forwards and they get them running forward. So many hookers I see, they pick the ball up, they give it to the halfback and standing flat and they just don't understand or give it to the uh, forward who stands flat. And it's oh, it's my turn to run and goes. They don't understand the concept of putting the ball out in front of them so that they move on and they're, they're forever getting that forward momentum. And those sides, like the storm, the Panthers, that's what they do really well. And um, yeah, so it'd be interesting. I, I'm, I'm keen to see what the Broncos can do. As I said, I'm not, I don't have a lot of faith in the coach, but I do think you've got a very young uh, side. I think you've bought well. I really like A-Ray and I really like Capewell. I think they're really good buys, And uh, but, and I do like Pakes. I think Pakes is interesting. And um, and I, I mean, yeah, I do like Walters too.
0: Yeah, all good guys. Uh, I think that about wraps it up tonight anyway. Is there anything else you guys need to say before we head it off?
1: Can I just offer an interesting statistic? So five times that I've made the top 1,000, I've max traded the first three rounds. The two times that I didn't make the top uh, 2,000, both times I held trades. This week I'm holding trades, and it better not be a bloody omen because my son has actually got the same stat. The two seasons where he hasn't traded, max traded in the initial rounds, he hasn't finished in the top 1,000 either. What are you going to do, Lenny? I don't know, mate, but I'm 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 a uh, what's the word superstitious, so I'm tempted well, to. I
2: I have and I haven't maxed round and I haven't made the top thousand, so it
1: doesn't
2: <laughs> doesn't bother
0: me. I've maxed traded a couple of times and I've uh, yeah, and that didn't work out good for me, so that, that's hopefully good news for you there, Glenn. Yeah, we well, got to trade. Why I made top thousand, mate, was uh, when I didn't trade the first two rounds. So yeah, so no. go, Glenn all right guys is that it enjoy enjoy yeah, guys nice see you. guys see you next week
1: see you guys see ya i want to win i want that trophy <laughs> i want that trophy i want that trophy